Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. I'm Sandeep Rao. And as today's title suggests, I've stopped chewing my nails. Well, this episode is not just specifically about chewing nails. It's about giving up habits that you never thought you could give up and about discovering new habits in this lockdown that you never thought never thought that you could pick up. So if you have uh, realized something about yourself over the past few weeks, I'd like you to share it with me. You can reach out to me on my Insta handle, which is at Soapy Rao, S-O-A-P-Y-R-A-O. The same name with at gmail.com is my email address, soapyrao at gmail.com. Of course, and you can visit whichever website or platform you get your podcast on and drop a review or a rating. Much appreciated. And of course, would really appreciate if you could share it with your friends, your family, someone you love, someone you don't like very much, but someone you don't come in contact with very often. Having said that, let's get into the thick of things. Catch you on the other side. Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. I wouldn't really consider myself a compulsive nail chewer, you know. I am more of the fringes in the sense I don't chew to eat the nails. I don't uh, enjoy the texture of um, consuming my follicles. It's just that, uh, is follicle the right word? No, I think follicle is hair. Cuticles, that's the one. Fucking A, what's wrong with me? Anyhow, but for years, uh, it was a bit of a more... Uh, fuck, what's the thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a nervous twitch, you know. I, I used to have this uh, when I was growing up. I, I wasn't the typical shaking the leg kind of thing, swinging the legs when you're sitting on a ledge kind of child. But I always had this thing where I would chew this, the, the, the dead skin around the nails uh, because, yeah, I had, haven't and I hadn't uh, heard of pedicures and manicures. Why am I fucking getting the... Anatomy wrong. Why the fuck would I get a pedicure and talk about fingernails? Yeah, I'm not a person who chews my toenails either, folks. But I used to kind of just put my finger in the mouth, kind of, you know, chew on it, spit it out, kind of, without even knowing it. it was very subconscious. The next thing you know, I had like ragged looking nails and not really um, pleasant on sight. But recently, uh, I'd say over the past five to seven years, it's reduced a bit. And then I would just have this, um, you know, the occasional moment where I would just catch myself chewing my nails. The next thing I'd have like really deep kind of uh, cut nails, which would hurt. And then I was like, ouch, that hurts. And I was more of a nail peeler, let me put it that way. But uh, past few weeks, man, my nails are growing. And the other day I realized because I was trying to uh, scratch an itch. And I was like, whoa, what's that? That's long. It was my dick. It was my nails. And they had grown. I wish, (laughs) what's the thought, what's the the natural progression from there? Yeah, I wish my dick grew if I didn't bite it. No, uh, no, that's not even a possibility. But it's interesting because I think many of us who are uh, the uh, nail-chewing connoisseurs do it because of a nervous twitch and maybe also subconsciously when we're bored or we're agitated. And uh, both those things aren't really there in this particular time for me. I'm not agitated or nervous. I get a little moody and grumpy and irritable and irritated. Uh, But that's nothing different from what it was before the lockdown. I've always been a grumpy person. And in fact, I was more grumpy when I had to deal with people, especially uh, stepping out of the house, going for meetings. 
meetings uh, or even going out for social uh, engagements. I would be a little pissed off with traffic or getting in the car and uh, getting a little anxious about car rides, which I've spoken about on this uh, series, uh, on this podcast, let's call it not a series, because a series means it is a season-based series with a beginning, middle and end. But no, this is a podcast which goes on. It started from nowhere and is going into oblivion. Ah, exactly. But do you have such similar twitches? Because um, what I have discovered before this lockdown is I has, used to have this kind of, I wouldn't call it a tremor. I wouldn't call it like a, a it was more of a, a nervous twitch in the leg. Like when I was sitting, I would find like my um, foot tapping a bit, uh, a little bit of a, um, like like a shiftiness in my leg. And I was a little worried about that, you know, I was thinking about Parkinson's because yes, there are certain hypochondriac traits in all of us. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on with me? I'm 37. I can't believe I'm developing uh, symptoms of Parkinson's. But it's gone now because uh, unless I'm really um, anxious uh, because of a bad stomach or something to do with that, I have that. But for the most part, I've been pretty good with the anxiety and uh, the uh, tummy situation. However, saying that the past few days, um, you know, bit of gas, but hey, you don't need to know about that. Anyhow, so do you have certain twitches? Um, and what are these twitches? I'd like to find out just to know I'm not alone. Uh, I think the common ones are, you know, a twitch in the leg, a twitch in the eyebrow, the kind of a, a shifty eye, tw- twitchy eyes. Um, I think touching the face, um, wringing your hands, um, I don't know, maybe um, shrugging the shoulder, loosening the shoulder, um, readjusting yourself in the seat. I've I've done pretty much all of these. I'm pretty much a nervous uh, twitch connoisseur. I like that word, connoisseur. I don't know how to spell it, but I know how to pronounce it. Pronounce it. Pronounce it. Enunciate, pronounce it. Mm, fucked up word. There's a O-U somewhere in pronounce and there's just a U in pronunciation. I got fucked on that when I made um, a complete blunder of it on radio a few months back. Many years. Meh, not many months. Many months back. Not many years back. But um, what have I been up to? I cooked a couple of times in the past seven days. I actually enjoy uh, the activity of bringing ingredients together. And I think uh, it's just a lovely, soothing experience. Um, Not too worried about the outcome or too worried about the, um, you know, the the finer details of the recipe, but it's just uh, various sources of um, spices and various elements of food coming together to form one whole. And I think um, for me, the smell is a very, very um, integral and uh, soothing part of the process. I I can tell a lot about a dish by smelling it while I'm cooking it because I don't really look at the texture in the sense I don't really look at the color and uh, the the formation of the dish through the process of cooking, but it's just the smell. I think you can tell a lot by smell. But um, what else is going on, man? It's an interesting... um, set of situations and circumstances that have put us in this time and place. I really feel uh, we are heading towards a new world order where things as we knew them are on hold with an indefinite um, beginning to uh, old ways. I think a lot of people on an individual level have revisited what they feel is important for them 
what they feel they need to do with the future with all the uncertainty being thrown in there so i think uh, from and on an individual individual level once things do um i wouldn't say subside or go back to normal but once th- once things start um loosening up a little bit with um you know on the panic front on the government lockdown front on the number of cases spreading front i feel we will um unfortunately still have a lot of disparity because that's something which has been there for ages but i think people will start looking at uh and weighing what is more important and how uh they kind of allocate their time and i think it's it's hopeful um that people will start uh prioritizing what uh is um what's the right balance of money and time uh what i mean by that is is it necessary to put in the 90 hours and get that really fat paycheck or whatever paycheck you're getting or is it is it more sensible to reduce the number of hours and take a compromise on the amount you get paid um because of the various things whether it's social contact whether it's commuting whether it's going to these large tech parks which you know are not looking uh, very tempting right now with the situation because of people and proximity and all those various things the surfaces and maybe people also now people like you are figuring out things that you could do and you really didn't think uh you wanted to do uh, from home because of um the revelation that things can manage to go ahead um you know things you thought you had to physically be uh, present for can be done remotely so those uh, things have opened up new avenues for a lot of people uh, for instance i as i told you many times i love getting up on stage in front of a live audience and that is practically impossible for the next few weeks if not months i don't even think it'll happen this year 2020 because once things do open up i think the hospitality sector which is quite important for live shows to happen be it restaurants and bars especially uh, to, for them to get back on their feet to get their operations running to get their staff well taken care of which is a priority before that happens we can't have any shows and even people's um, tentativeness of stepping out into places where they come in close contact with other human beings even once uh, we need to get over that fear as well so i've been getting a couple of calls over the past couple of days uh, for performances over virtual platforms so i think one format was the zoom conference uh, comedy show where you get a bunch of people i i don't know how they were going to work it out where a bunch of people numbers weren't given to me and just yesterday i got a call from a person saying we couldn't really get you roped into that zoom thing because it's an internal account but are you open to the idea of recording a 30 minute set and sending that over and i was like you know i do vlogs i do this podcast i have given talks about uh, motivation etc about my story but just doing a 30 minute stand up set in front of a camera i don't know man just feels really weird because i don't particularly it's hard because for two things i don't want to add like a laughter track to suggest when and how hard to laugh for the audience at the same time my timing goes off because you know what am i responding to or how am i delivering this this material or the lines or the the punch and um yeah what what is traditional stand up is based on a very very uh, fluid interaction 
uh, where the audience listens and reacts, where the comedian delivers the joke and gets a reaction, or if it's more interactive, the comedian uh, talks to the audience, they give an answer. It's kind of a very uh, fluid in, uh, social interaction or a performance-based interaction. But in this case, I think there's a level of adaptation that's required for a recorded video because um, even the stand-up clips that go up as recordings online are live shows being taped. So this is interesting for me to explore. I haven't really got an, a confirmation of whether the show's on or not, but I was just thinking, you know, should I do straight up like joke, 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 joke? Um, because a joke without laughter takes very little time to do. <laughs> it literally a one-hour show can be done in 15 minutes if you're not getting laughter. And similarly, if a joke's really bad, it can feel like it's going on for one hour. So both sides of the issue there. So you have to, uh, I have to really consider what to put out there because um, is it more of a funny social commentary where I'm talking about things I'm doing at home, things that I think people are experiencing when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the confined spaces and the quarantine and relationships, uh, dynamics with uh, parents and kids, siblings, relationships, married couples, uh, partners who weren't really having a strong relationship, you know, couples who aren't married but still not uh, in a situation to now separate for some time because they need some time away because there's no option of that right now. So those things are relevant across the globe. And of course, then there's the anxiety and the fear of the future, what it holds for people. Uh, but they don't want, they're like, can you keep it light? I'm like, what's light about the situation, right? Like even, you know, my, my biggest concern, if you want to keep it light, and I'm going to share this with you, is what is going to happen to new porn films? Are we going to have any? Because production on movies, on web series, on documentaries, everything has come to a standstill. And if anything I know about the porn industry is that they are ahead of uh, the game. They are uh, way ahead of various forms of media. So I really hope that they've come up with something very interesting um, because the whole virtual porn, I mean, not virtual porn, porn is virtual, it's on digital, but um, virtual fucking doesn't exist, right? I mean, I don't want to go to the new age of porn where it's just like people on Zoom, dirty talking, that's just fucking boring. Uh, those things already exist, they call webcams, right? So that's something uh, I'd like to talk about, but I don't know. Again, this is a corporate client. Are they okay with me talking about virtual fucking? Probably not because they're up their own asses. They probably work at some tech bar going, yuck, he said the virtual word. He said v vagina. They don't, they're very, very cautious like that. And who knows how many of them understand English, right? Because I don't even know feedback. They're just watching a recorded video. And uh, the biggest thing is I can't, uh, I have no control over what happens to that video uh, where, uh, how it's viewed. See, because the thing is, on stage, I can kind of navigate the show and the set based on responses. So if, uh, if a, a set of, uh, you know, stories or observations based on Bangalore isn't clicking, then I'll probably switch up a gear to something um, more office-based or something more relationship, more human-based, more emotional-based. But I just have to go with what I feel is going to work at this point in time and then just put out the video and hope uh, they enjoy it and I get my check. And um, my biggest concern is what are, you going, what are they going to do with that? video once they have it so I have to figure out all these things with legal and see if there's uh, some form of confidentiality um, element I have to incorporate because I don't want that video being uploaded from or on their company website for future reviewing because um, you got to look at what's happening now in this situation with the circumstances in mind 
I don't want that thing uh, with that internal review when live shows and live events do start because you got to look at a recorded video with the quarantine um, in uh, the perspective of quarantine in mind. Because if you compare my live show with a video, I'm just put I'm just I'm with the recording in front of a camera without a live audience. It's not going to do justice to me. And uh, yeah, you know these guys are like yeah, but that video. I'm like, dude, you, you, these people don't look at things in context, and most people don't. Whether it's a tweet, whether it's a comment, whether it's a clip, whether it's a it's it's a bit taken out of a larger show, every anything taken out of context is going to appear different from what the intended um, message or joke was. So I'm a little uh, concerned before I commit to delivering a 30 minute piece. Uh, without these things addressed, you know, if they're like, yeah, we'll destroy the video, or maybe I have a timed way of destroying it. How cool is that? Like Mission Impossible. This video will self-destruct in 29 minutes. Like that artist who sold that painting for a shitload of money and then it just self-destructed. Oh, that would be great. Uh, self-destructing stand-up clips. Oh, that's a new market I have to explore. Give it to the corporate. You have, uh, like we transfer files, right? You have, instead of one week, you have three days because the show is apparently tomorrow. You have uh, 24 hours to watch it. After that, the video is no longer available. And I think there is a way, and I think I should, 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 should ensure a way where it's no longer available. I think that is my prerogative and my responsibility and my commitment to my art form because I don't want that floating up in the ether of the internet because who knows man who's going to leak it the person who uh, views it can chop it up they can share it and people are like but this guy is not getting any laughter he's just talking into a camera it's like because that's what they asked me for you stupid piece of shit they asked me to record a bunch of observations and jokes into a camera and they're going to play it and whoever gets it gets it and whoever gets uh, the joke in in their own way is supposed to get it people who don't get the joke can forward and that is things which I don't appreciate where people can fast forward through my material when I'm delivering because you can't do it in real life. And uh, usually the way what laughter works is that if you see 10 people next to you laughing, you're kind of pressured into laughing as well. And it's the vibe of laughter which makes you feel, hey, it's fun. Let's just laugh even if I don't get it. And the other person like, I, I look really stupid if I don't laugh. So these elements are taken out during this time because everyone's just sitting with their headphones and now they feel they have the creative authority to judge you and comment and critique your art form. They're like, this guy's camera angle is off, his delivery is off. Why is he talking about this? Doesn't he have any sensitivity towards the migrant labors? Because anyone and everyone is a piece of shit who thinks that they know about everything when they're sitting at their desk in their homes, wearing their boxers with their headphones on, on their piece of equipment. And that is the problem with the internet because people who can't create a thing on their own people who are chipping into a larger process of development software or manufacturing tech whatever it may be suddenly think that they can comment on someone putting their um insecurity aside and projecting what they feel they can contribute and making an effort to you know showcase themselves out there good or bad i think it still takes balls and you got to you know salute that uh, I'm not talking, of course, about these fucking work at home, uh, workout at home videos where everyone thinks I'm going to dance like that. TikTok shit is a piece of fucking crap, dude. But I'm talking about people who genuinely put some thought in, try to either, you know, put themselves out through a cooking show or a, um, a medit- guided meditation program or people who are trying to do something with a sketch or a parody or a little quick spoof or maybe even a little bit of social commentary. I think the fact that they're, you know, putting themselves out there as opposed to just going, no, no, I can never do that. I think that's respect. So before you're quick to judge and quick to criticize and quick to be haters and trolls, 
Think about whether you can do it, my friend. Whatever it is, if it's a small little thing, if you think you can write a poem, fucking put it out there. And then you'll see how it hurts when people act like total fucking bitches about your work. So yeah, I've quit chewing nails. Not just nails, that sounded so wrong. Yeah, before this, I used to take rusty nails and just chomp, chomp, chomp on them. Now, I've quit uh, chewing on my nails. And as I said up top, if you've given up a habit that you thought you could never give up, let me know. You can comment or send in an email or just uh, drop a message to soapyrao at gmail.com or on Twitter and Instagram, S-O-A-P-Y-R-A-O. And do visit um, the reviews rating section and drop a review would be much appreciated you can do it wherever you get your podcast it's on spotify this is on stitcher this is on apple google iheart and yeah what more do you need i really appreciate you listening to this week in week out i'll be back next week with a brand new episode and uh, till then you know the drill my friends stay happy stay safe goodbye god bless cheers (laughs) the baby bed podcast every wednesday Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.